Hey guys, we want to thank our sponsors, Amigos. Uh, Amigos are based in Portsmouth, deliver the best Mexican food in town. So they're open 12 till 10. Hit this link here or call them up and use the code NJB and get 20% off. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Hello, guys. My name's Terry. I'm here with Ash today. Uh, podcast number six. We're here to review the boxing from the weekend. Uh, starting with the Saturday event, the Taylor Catchwell fight. What a what a controversial result, right, Ash? Yep, very strange, very strange. I'm surprised. Uh, obviously, they've had an investigation go out, but nothing's mm. going to happen with that. Yeah, so, so so that's the British Border Control. Uh, they've got to look into the decision and find, you know, I guess do a bit more research into it. Whether what 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 the how they came to that decision, the, the judges, yeah. obviously. First of all, how did you score it? Minus obviously the, the boxing stats of yeah. Catterall landing double the punches. Yeah. So if I go by the first six rounds, if we start right from the first six rounds, um, I gave Catterall five rounds to one. I gave Catterall, f- and that's you know that's just in the first six rounds. You go on further to the sixth round, you see you knocked him down as well. It was some even rounds, uh, but I, predominantly I gave it to... I did have it closer. I remember you messaged me straight away saying, oh, I've got Catterall 10 rounds up. Yeah, I um, saw it again. I, 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 gave it, I gave Taylor probably three. Yeah, I just think Taylor, obviously, he didn't land any clean work. He didn't turn up. He just smothered him. All of his shots, he just, you know, he didn't, he didn't really land any, any clean punches the whole night. Mm. Uh, I thought Catterall boxed amazing. Um, and even when I was watching the fight, cheering on Josh Taylor, because obviously he's won the pound for pound and I was hoping to see a good performance, um, he just got he just got outboxed. He got pieced up. Um, he got beat at his own game. And he just... I, I don't know how um, how he won. To us. That, that scorecard at the end there, I think Ian John Lewis had it. This might be wrong. 113-111 or something? No, 114-111. I think 114-111 or 1... Yeah. So to have him winning by three rounds, mm. even with being knocked down, yeah. is atrocious. That's and like... he's, experienced, he's experienced in the game as well. So I'm really interested to see what the investigation brings. Like probably, they probably don't do anything. It happens time and time again. Every mm. robbery you see... You know, you get these investigations come out, but who's investigating the investigations? You know, it's mm, it's obviously British Border Control. Yeah. Um, it's it's really interesting because I, I it was one of those performances where we said before you thought Catchall had a better chance than what I thought. I thought Taylor would run away with it. I thought he was too experienced. You look at his CV compared to someone like Catchall; they were millions, millions of miles apart. Catchall has nowhere near fought at that level that Taylor has. No, we're there. We can agree on. Would you say who, who look who Taylor's fought in his CV? Yeah, and look who thing he's fought. But also, I think Taylor, as as he's come out with saying he making one forty, you know, that's probably his last time doing it. But that's something that yeah, yeah that's something. But see, I'm just you looking see him back. At, you yeah. see him at the weigh-in and that. I just think Taylor's too big for that weight now. Yeah, uh, and it showed. He, he was just it was it was disappointing to the whole night of boxing was disappointing. I thought the, the Scottish heavyweights, you know, it was exciting to the average eye. We'll come on to that. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll come on to that. But um, yeah, it's, it was just a shame, you know? Yeah. So just about the about the fight, you said about his way it was com- I thought it'd be competitive. I thought it'd be competitive. Yeah, you said that. To be fair, I, you know, I don't get it right all the time, I admit. Um, I, so I, I went with I went with Taylor to win comfortably. Obviously, how wrong was I? Uh, well, everyone, Catra, everyone expected... Catra boxed so, so well. 
everyone expected Josh Taylor to actually pick it up and just switch it up. You know, he's so he's so good at coming out and just doing something different. Hmm. And he, he bought nothing, you know. He smothered his work. He was hugging a lot. It was just really, really untidy from him. And do, do you know what it is as well? Is when you get when you get two southpaws match up, it's difficult. It's it's a different sort of style. You, like your your feet come together. And obviously, there was headbutts in the fight as well. To, uh, Catchell got headbutted. Taylor got obviously Taylor got hit and he got headbutted as well. But it was a dirty was fight a, too. It was a dirty yeah. fight. It's very. This, uh, it was um, how can you put it? It was a fight of two southpaws, which is quite tricky, quite competitive. Um, not much going on. Well, because usually, Catchel, if if you got a southpaw it. against an orthodox, usually you got both lead foots against each other, so you yeah. can never get in that close. Yeah. But for these guys, they both constantly step in with their shots. Like you said, it's like two orthodox. Yeah. Uh, it's you know it's not normal. Yeah. It's hard. But then you look at their camps where they brought southpaws in. It just it makes you wonder how did they smother each other so badly for a world title fight? Mm. It was just poor boxing, really, from yeah. from Taylor. It was he didn't yeah. turn up. Yeah, it's true. He didn't turn up, but how much credit of that? I think if we say he didn't turn up, that takes the credit away from Catra for what he did. He, Catra took he away had a great game plan. That's what I mean. He took away his key attributes. The way I said he turned so sideways, and he was just he was just waiting for Taylor to come in. Taylor was waiting for Catra to come in, and he he never really came in. He never overcommitted. Whereas Taylor was overcommitting because Catcher wasn't coming in, mm-hmm. and that's kind of strange because he's a taller man as right as well, right? Yeah. Taylor is, so you would expect Catcher to come in, but Catcher's game plan, Jamie Moore and the team, uh, Travis, that, that done a great, great grand game plan for Catcher, and it worked, mate. It worked down to a T. Catcher obviously executed the plan to a T, and that has to go credit to him for for doing that. And then Taylor's come out with um, he will give a rematch, but one four seven. Yeah. Uh, which is fair enough, but then I don't know. I just feel like either way, Catherine should have woke up the next day with all those, all those belts. It's Cat- just yeah. those decisions like that. It's just so sad. It, 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 yeah, it takes people away from boxing, and yeah. you know. Um, imagine he said that he sacrificed from for the last fifteen months. I think he he allowed Taylor to fight Ramirez for the undisputed title. But that he was also step- a smart move from him. Yeah, it was a smart move, but it would have been a smart move if. If the end result was that it was a smart move, he got money to put, step aside, he, and he gets the understanding. He got money to step aside, and he didn't have to go to the Lions Den. And but you know, Taylor, hats off to him. Like we said in our last podcast, he went to America, and he got the belts. You know, like he he went there, and you know he was the away fighter, got the two knockdowns. So for Catterall, would he have would he have done the same thing? Do you reckon? It, no one knows. So for Josh Taylor, it's hats off to him. Uh, Catterall was very smart with it. He obviously would, waited for whoever wins that, and he get he got to observe. He took his time out. He kept training. He was he was obviously improving with every fight. You know, mm. he's twenty seven and zero. Oh, he should be twenty seven and zero. Yeah, it, it was a smart, but not many people would have done that. Like if if they got a chance for a world title, uh, they said, "Why should I let him? Why should I let him do it?" A lot because it, it'd, that, it'd still be mandatory, and yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's still going to get his shot. There was no guarantee. Obviously, it was Josh's word that he said, "I'll give you a chance." But if he moved up. To 147, he wouldn't have got anything. So he took a big risk by allowing uh, Taylor to take that fight against Ramirez. Fair play to Taylor. He allowed, you know, he stuck to his word and he gave Catro his fight. But, you know, was it at the, det- was it the detriment of his performance? He, you said he looked weak at the weigh-in. He looked a lot denser, a lot bigger. What, Taylor? What, Taylor looked bigger. I, he he looked, was just drained, drained. He, I, I, he put on apparently 18 pounds. Wow. 18 and pounds that's not in good 24 for you. hours. That's not good for you. 
putting that much I don't think it's good for you putting on that much water and well, stuff how many people go and fight for their lives and then cut all the nutrients and more out of their body within 24 hours of that you know yeah. and obviously it went the distance so um, yeah it's it's tough but what happens at 147 are you going to see the same thing happen again are they actually even going to rematch is Taylor just saying that because his post that come out today um, I hope it was from him but it looked like it was very well written by maybe someone Probably else. Probably not Taylor then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that maybe. I mean, they've got PR teams, they've got people like that to do it for them. I'm sure the, you know, the, the messages from it, he'll give them a rematch. It's quite, you know, it's, it's one of those things, yeah, I'll give you a rematch if 147 is catcher or 147 fighter. I, I don't know. And also, there's not going to be any belts 147 if they rematch there. Yep, no belts, no belts. And, <laughs> and you, that's you, the you, biggest part. You know, yeah, Carroll could be world champion. Right? Should be world champion. Yeah, and if you imagine, he will never be in this situation again or that situation on the weekend. Would he ever fight for a world title, for an undisputed title, uh, uh, opportunity again? Do you reckon well, he'll get that? You if Josh lets go of the belts, they're all going to be separated. Fragmented. All the mandatories and so he, people have, have to fight for him. So. Exactly. So would he ever get the opportunity to fight in Scotland again for those undisputed titles? These things, he won't get that again. Mm-hmm. So the judges, I personally think, this is just from me, I think the judges have robbed him of a of a lifetime changing situation. Yeah, it's sad to see, you know. Yeah. And the amount of money you would have as a world champion with what's coming. Fair enough, it's opened the doors because obviously people have seen how good he is now and people want to watch him. People might, but... uh, might, uh, might not want to fight him. Why should, you know, to see how awkward he is, mm-hmm. how dangerous he is. Does he bring enough to the table to warrant a a, 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 well, he can definitely fight. He could definitely fight for a belt, regardless. Uh, moving forward, especially if Taylor moves Hopefully. up, um, so. he'll he'll have the shot. Um, yeah, mandatory. So, hmm. well, uh, what do you reckon in store for store next for Catchel then? Do you reckon uh, if if Taylor doesn't give him this title defense now, uh, do you reckon it's waiting around for what for Taylor to let the belts go and what does, he get, what does he get out of a rematch with Taylor at 147 if he doesn't get any belts and he could possibly get robbed of a decision again hmm. uh, what does he get out of it nothing so I think I don't know he's got to go away you know deal with the pain of losing because it's his first loss and hmm. you know no one will ever understand the high stakes that he's gone through and the fact that he should have won um, but yeah I'd say go back to drawing board wait until the belts are relinquished and uh, go win them one by one. There's no reason why he can't be undisputed at 140. You know, it's a good division, but, you know, Jack beat Josh Taylor on the night and there's no reason why he couldn't beat anyone else. I think it's key now for Catcher to stay focused. It'd be very easy for him to go off the rails and, you know, lose confidence in himself, lose... But he's still, you know, he's still going to realise that he hasn't achieved the dream of a world champion. Hopefully, you know, he gets the opportunity to challenge for a world title again and, you know, he, he he does the wrongs right. Um, so I'm hoping he stays focused and he stays true to his goal. I, I remember in the build-up to it as well, when I was hearing the commentary, which you don't always listen to, but the, um, I remember them saying that Frampton said that he's the best sparring that he's ever seen. Like, he's the best sparring. And if you imagine he's sparring against Mayweather, they were saying, mm-hmm. against yeah. Canelo as yeah. well. Yeah, he's, he's a big boy. He's yeah. travelled. He's got so much experience. And we didn't take this into consideration when... I did. I you did? did yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I, I didn't take this into consideration when doing it because sparring and fighting are two different things. Yeah. Um, so... It reminds me a little bit of, obviously, uh, you got the decision, but Cambosis Lopez. Everyone had wrote off Cambosis. You know, he was like Pacquiao sparring partner. You know, he's he's had very good rounds with amazing, amazing fighters. Yeah. And uh, when he beat Lopez, before that, Everyone was like, nah, you know, who is this guy? But it's sort of the same thing with Cattle, really. Yeah, he's got a good record, but 
no one really knew. Like everyone wrote him off. Josh Taylor's a pound for pound. Well, he was. Hmm. So you know, for him to step up now and beat possibly, well, he was on my pound for pound list. Uh, Taylor, where, do, where does that put him? That's oh, no, number one spot in the one forty. Who uh, Catchell? Yeah, hundred percent. He's okay. earned it. You know, in my eyes, he's he's champion at one forty right now. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. He obviously, he's like, I guess you can call him like the people's champion. Yeah. A lot of people have come out supported him for uh, for the decision. It's it's just the amount of outcry that has happened. It's just crazy. Like you you hear it. Like do you remember when Ricky Burns um, against face against American guy. I can't, I can't remember his name. You got American guy come over. Beating Ricky Burns convincingly, but Ricky Burns got the decision. Um, it reminds you of that sort of that sort of thing as well. But the outcry wasn't as much as it is now. Yeah, it's it's just sad because you even look at the punch stats. He landed double, double the amount yeah. of punches. He got the knockdown. You you must be out of your mind to even you know. So the close rounds, Josh Taylor. Yeah, he was aggressive. He come forward. He had a lot of clinch work. He he did win in my eyes some of the rounds with his with his smart moves. And if you were looking at him from an aggressive point of view, fair enough. But it's not enough. It wasn't enough. You know, yeah, fair enough. He might have won the close rounds, but he, he lost. He lost convincingly. Yeah, I think we all agree on that. He, we felt he lost. Uh, what, what did you score it again? Well, at first I was trying to give Taylor some kind of benefit of doubt. Hmm. And I was like, I probably had him down by about two rounds. And that was me being lenient to the champ, as you do. Obviously, if you want to fight the champ, you've got to beat him convincingly. Yeah. Um, but saying that, Carroll did. He, he did being convincingly. I'll be interested to see what, what, what the investigation does bring now. So let's That's talk about the rest of the card. Um, oh, what, what was the rest of the... Yeah. So yeah. Ebony Jones, first of all, draw. Um, the referee judged it. Uh, there was no real judges. Um, I spoke to a few people about it. Some agreed it was a draw. She went against a taller opponent, much bigger Experienced opponent. as well. Um, yeah. I thought she looked good, to be honest. I thought her, her range control, everything, I thought she won it. Uh, I don't know if that was me being biased because I was like watching her more than the opponent because uh, that could be the case. You know, sometimes when you're eyed on to a fighter, you only really see their work a bit more. Yeah. Like it's, it's a bit biased, which yeah. I'll be honest. Um, maybe that happened to the Taylor result as well. Yeah, there's, no. Just maybe it could be that bias there. Sorry. But yeah, yeah, it could, could, could be. be. Could yeah. be. Yeah, it could be. Um, but yeah, I, I had Ebony winning um, by at least a round. Okay. Um, and that was a shame. And... The snooze fest that you enjoyed. <laughs> well, just, just on my sorry, just going back on yeah, Ebony's on. one. What did you think? I thought it was a draw. Okay. I, th I thought a draw was the right result. Um, I thought the opponent was um, not correctly picked. I think she was a bit too experienced. Um, I think she fought for a world title previously as well. Um, so, you know, I think it's poor matchmaking on their part. Ebony's only had two fights, and she's had a lot more experience. But I think it's good matchmaking because. In my eyes, she didn't take a loss, and she showed just how she good, how good she is in her mm. second fight against a world, a world challenger. title world yeah. challenger. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I would disagree with that. I, I would say that she showed that she belongs up there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she got the draw. But let's say they rematch in mm. three to six months or whatever. Ebony's gonna go learn. She's still she's still learning, you know. And the girls that she's been sparring with at Team GB and everything. Mm. She she's only going to be getting better and better and better, yeah. um, and I I think she's a great talent. She's she's, she's definitely a great talent. Uh, I again we we're different opinions, which is great. Mm. Uh, I I think that if you're building someone up, uh, it's getting the right fights at the right times. So that could have potentially been a loss. Obviously, it wasn't, which is good, uh, and it, she definitely didn't lose that fight. 
But I, I would definitely say it was even. I think a draw was the right result. The reason that I say that it's good that she got matched with this woman is it was a big learning curve. She mm. didn't get the loss, luckily. And, you know, you look at so many good fighters, prospects, national champions, whoever, male, female, they, they go the easy route. They, they don't fight for, you know, whatever rounds uh, until maybe 15 fights. Let's say you, you finally step up. Like these people, all of their talent, all of their hard work, everything that they've been working on, they're not getting tested. Hmm. So they, they they cut corners, you know. They they take the easy route and they get they get unstuck. Whereas hmm. with Ebony, she's got it hard. She's only going to keep getting harder, but she's going to rise above it. I think. And as long as she rises above it, as long as they don't push her to that far, where she can't, she's not ready for. She definitely hmm. can, but where she's not ready for, then you know, I'm sure that'll be fine. But. Yeah, I, I personally thought a draw was the right result and um, look forward to seeing what, what holds, you know, if she gets through this and gets past this mentally now. And um, what do you think of the heavyweight Scottish, <laughs> Scottish title fight? <laughs> You're looking forward to this, aren't you? Um, personally, do you know what? I didn't, I think I told you the other day, I didn't see the fight. I turned the TV on and all they were saying, oh, this is a, this is a snoo, the judge, uh, the commentator said it's a snooze fest. But I turned it on and they were going to hell for leather. They were forward and backwards. What one one of them was in control, then the other one was in control, and then the next round I saw it. The the bigger guy, obviously overweight guy, he got knocked down. Uh, I was like, mate, this is a cracking fight. What are they talking you, about? You tuned in for the only two good rounds. Yeah, where, I know where it I all heard. happened. Yeah, yeah, but like the the standard of boxing for a Scottish title was it was embarrassing. Mm. It, it was like you know it it's it's sad for all the Scottish people. Mm. You got they got such talent. You know, like I was telling you, like Lee McGregor and that. Yeah. Uh, but, At the lighter weights, yeah. Yeah, but they've got all this talent and then they, they've put that on the card. And it's just embarrassing, you know? Mm. Like, it, it just makes you realise. We, we've seen, even at Brentwood, some of the English English fights there um, and uh, English title fights. It's The standard is so good. Mm. The standard is so good. If you're, if you're seeing it for an English title that we saw, yeah. granted it was a lower weight, like the stand-up boxing was amazing. These guys were just hands down eating shots, hell for let. Like there was no, it wasn't a boxing. It was a street fight. I think it's, that title hasn't been competed for for such a long time, and they must have had two fighters there who wanted to fight. I can guarantee you, I've been in Scotland and I've seen the talent there. They they've got good heavyweights coming through. Even in, I'm, I'm not sure if they're in in the professional game if they have, but you can't tell me that's the two best heavyweights in Scotland. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's mad. It definitely how can can't they be put those... that on the card. I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah. know how to. But I guess they found two people who were willing to ch- who were highly ranked, and they put them together, and they made the fight. But yeah, you can definitely not tell me that that that's the best standard that Scotland's got. If it is, I can guarantee you it's getting better. But I've seen it. I've been over there, and um, yeah, let's hope that gets a bit more competitive as it goes forward. Yeah. I tell you what, watching it like at the end of the first round, I was thinking, I hope it doesn't go 10 rounds. Oh, it man. was that boring. How many rounds did it go to? Uh, I think it was seven. I want to say rounds. seven. Okay. Yeah, seven rounds too long, but... <laughs> <laughs> Not just boxing, are here to announce our proud sponsors, ETS. Yep, Eco Technology Solutions, specialising in the repair of laptops, tablets, mobile phones. They help businesses and consumers in the southeast. So if you use the code FIX with not just boxing, you'll get 25% off. The link is in the description. Go check it out. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Are you happy to move on big to Sunday? Big card, yeah. Massive card. Massive. Well, I thought it was a big card. It's some, uh, on, on, when you look at it on paper, it's a big card. Yeah. Um, I mean, shall we start from the top? Lawrence O'Coley? Yeah. So Lawrence O'Coley fight. Uh, for me, it reminded me of the Lawrence O'Coley of old. Yeah. 
Snooze Do you know what I mean? The snooze fest, the grabbing, the hugging, uh, the hugging, the the um, yeah, just the smothering all the work. It was, it's quite yeah, it's quite horrible to look after the first few rounds. It's annoying to watch. Yeah. If you're watching it, you you get angry because it's just it's not boxing. Yeah. It isn't boxing. It's nothing. If you go into a boxing gym and you saw that, you know you would. That's not boxing. You know, the, the, the most entertaining. The most entertaining thing about the fight was the entrance of uh, Lawrence Okoli. Did you see that? Yeah. My best part was turning it off. <laughs> <laughs> Last no, but uh, honestly, he had Idris. Yeah, yeah. Come he, in and, and he had uh, Andy, Andy no, Joshua. Andy Joshua and Israel Adesanya. That's it, sorry, Israel Adesanya. Yeah, yeah, yeah the style that, bender. That, that I was like, wow, this is, a, this is one of the best entrances that the yeah. guy's got. He can't let himself I down. Know, mate, like but the did. shivers, like, you know, yeah, yeah I mate. felt that one. But he, got, he was, one thing I know, he was smothering his attacks. He had three inches on this guy. He just had to keep it long, keep it long, and hit him when he when he came in. He, he, obviously, I don't know. He, he goes back to that old type that he that he knows, and he has to. I'm got, I'm sure he's working with Shane McGugan to overcome that. It's all experience. Obviously, you come from. He didn't have much ex, amateur experience, and he's learning the pros as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm hoping he gets better. But the Polish crowd apparently there's like five thousand people in there, and it's made out of four thousand Polish crowd. Wow. So it shows you they had a big presence there because they had three Polish fighters on the card. Um, Anthony Fowler, Lawrence Zaconi and one other opponent. I can't remember which one, but... What did yeah. you think of Fowler's performance? He, he did good. He was nervous. Obviously, he just come come back from a knockout loss against um, Smith, uh, Liam Smith. Um, so he, he was bound to be nervous. I, I found him, yeah, quite hesitant to start off with, but he got better into the fight. He warmed up into the fight and... Um, he got better. He got yeah. better. I think yeah. it was good for. It's good to get out those demons in your head. Do what's, you know? ne- what's next for Fowler? Unfortunately, he's mixing at that level already now, where you know he, he can't he can't just be boxing bums. I would like it. I would like to see him fight um, Felix Cash. Oh, that'd be a good fight for the British title. Um, that'd be a very good fight. I think that'd be a yeah. Now he's moved up to middleweight. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good British title fight. Yeah, and it, sh- opens, it yeah. show yeah it shows you what standard both boxers are. At. Because I think they're both knocking on that door for the next level. Um, and yeah. Yeah, nice. I think, like see that. I think they're both committed in the gym. Uh, but uh, Felix Cash, a Guildford, Guildford boxer. Guildford yeah, City boxer. he's a great talent. I, I think yeah. Felix Cash probably would beat Fowler. Mm. I don't know, because mentality-wise, he's on the up. Obviously, it's a competitive fight. Fowler's, he can bang. We spoke mm. about this last time. Yeah. But I like Felix Cash. I like Felix and Cash. And I, I feel like he, he's in a position now where... He's ready for British, European. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he's ready for those quick stepping stones yeah. and the next two years be a big household name. Yeah. He, he's a few fights away from, you know. I know, I know Felix Cash. So I, uh, uh, I think, I think Anthony, I would like to see the fight. I would like to see the fight, the build up. But I think Anthony Fowler is maybe just at this stage a bit more experience. For, um, Do you think Felix Cash is a bit bigger though? I think, I think, no, I think Andy Fowler's massive. Yeah? I think, he, if you look at him, he's big. I don't know how he made, like, middleweight. But Felix Cash has been Felix Cash is big, and he's, he's lean, and he's, he's ripped. He's, and he, he, done, he was a middleweight in the amateurs as well. Um, I think he's a good start. I think what causes Felix Cash problems is movers. People who've got good movement, head movement. And Fowler's biggest and problem Fowler's, is being stiff, though. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly right. So, I... Yeah, I, the only reason I sort of tipped to Fowler a little bit is because of experience. Yeah, fair enough. In, in you know, coming through. He's had I tough I wouldn't fights. be surprised if Fowler was the favourite going into it. 
Yeah. yeah he yeah. probably would be the bookie's favourite. Yeah, I think so. I think so, so, yeah. And uh, Galau Yafai, what a man. Yes, mate, 10 rounder, come back. What a dream, mate, what a dream. We can't, you know, they must have been dreaming about this when the amateurs... Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been watching his brothers do it for so many years that mm. his debut doing a 10 rounder is just not many people do that and he, he looked brilliant you know he didn't rush his work we were saying off air like, he was calm like a lot a lot of amateur boxers you know they're, they're trying to throw punches and bunches you could see he had a chin took some punishment it wasn't the best but um, he has he shows he's got a chin mm. he can bang you know, you know he can definitely drop a lot of guys at his weight yeah. Um, smaller gloves and yeah, I think he's he's gonna have a very, very nice journey to the top, mate. He can be a world champion in the next two years. Yeah, he that's, can. Be. That's how he's fast tracked. You know, taking a ten rounder in his first fight. I, th- I think great performance, great performance. I didn't like some how much he was getting hit early on. His, his style was very much comfort. You know, it was very aggressive counter punching, which is great style, uh, which was a similar style that saw him won the Olympic gold medal. But I, you know. In the, in the pros, as you said, smaller gloves. People are hitting harder. So you don't want to take too much punishment in there as well. So maybe be a bit more cuter in the pros as well. That's what I'd like to see from him. Yeah, I'm um, sure he'll learn it. He's got a good coach. It's a great pro debut. So we'll see how he gets on for, throughout the throughout his career now. Hopefully he can be one of the be another British world champion. I'm sure he will be. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm 100%. sure he will be. Yeah. I remember messaging him like eight years ago. I, I probably had to said this last time. Yeah. But on Instagram, I remember messaging him, mate. I was like, you're, you're a future talent. Oh God, was, it, was it him or was it his other brother? Not him. Oh, all, yeah, because all of his... Bro- like, obviously, they've been world champions, European, whatever. Um, but when he was in Team GB, like his style... Just watching him box, obviously, it's, it's textbook. Yeah, because his like, brother uh, was at... Was, he, was his brother at 2008 or 2012 Olympics? You're about Gamal. Gamal. Mm-hmm. Was he at 2008? 2008, I believe, yeah. Okay, and then he made it to 2012. Mm-hmm. Get out. Cool. And you messaged him? Yeah, yeah, I was a fanboy. Yeah. Did, did he reply to you? Yeah, yeah. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Mate, well, I hope mate, you saved that message. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's just I don't know. I appreciate when I whenever I see good boxers mm. and like do you know do you know when you can just watch a fight and you can just appreciate just how good someone is. Yeah. I saw that like eight years ago. You know, he was twenty one then, um, and obviously now he's we just saw he's twenty nine. How did he get on at that Olympics? Uh, do, it, do you remember? It, it was just it wasn't that. It was uh, he was boxing for the World Super Series, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, Got but you. he's obviously travelled the world with Team GB for so mm. long. Mm. Uh, that experience is invaluable. You know, we got one of the best facilities in the world, and everyone so coming lucky. out of Team GB, yeah. you're you're guaranteed quite a good route, as long as you're not too broken. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. So, uh, further looking down the card, we had you had Jordan Gill. Jordan Gill. Yeah. What a fight. Unbelievable! I, I just I can't believe. Obviously, well, first of all, the takedown. He got hit by DDT. Yeah. Or WWE moves going on there. WWF. He thought he broke his neck. He said he, he couldn't even see anything. They blacked out for a second and stuff. Because of that. Because of yeah. That? Oh. He, he literally got so. Imagine for people that's not seen it, go check it out. But he's got him in a headlock as he's took him down, and yeah, his neck's gone. Um, but yeah, his legs had gone after that the whole time. And for him to get that upset knockout when the fight was about to be stopped, fair play. You know, it shows he's got heart, the power in that right hand. You know, he just sat against the ropes and like his upper body was working, but his legs weren't. I think the commentary was saying something like, yeah, his legs are gone, but he, he's still there mentally. Um, but they were about to call it. And yeah, that short right hand. What a shot. There was like five seconds left of the round and he's, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant shot. Yeah, he he needed that victory as well, and it showed you what heart he's got. 
really shows you what he's made out of because a lot of people are quitting that situation. They say his agro, um, his, his obviously movement was gone. He couldn't control his legs. So for him to get pull out that victory, uh, the way he did, fair play to him. European champion. European champion now. What's yeah. next for Jordan Gill? Mate, on that performance, on what he showed heart-wise, he can, he can go all the way. Do you think I he think defends he the European Championship for a fight or maybe looks for a world belt? I think for him, what what does he get out of defending it? Well, what, maybe it uh, uh, depends. Who's in his division? Who's world champ at his weight? World champions at the moment, you've got Lee Wood, uh, who's got a big fight coming against Michael Conlon. Uh, you Who you got for that? Lee Wood, or, or Lee he, Wood off, he actually I'd, pulled an upset, remember, yeah. being world champion. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to write fight. anyone off after the capture fight. Um, but I think Michael Conlon, I think... Well, Michael Conlon, he likes taking a shot, Michael Conlon. He's taken a few you know, shots over his time, especially his style. Lee Wood, big puncher. Anything can happen. But you, you, the smart money has to go on Michael Conlon. Yeah. Um, you've got him, you've got Leo Santa Cruz, who hasn't fought out the weight for years. Uh, so I, I, he, he might let go of the title, and that could be a great opportunity for um, for our man Jordan Gill, Jordan Gill to, to go and take that title. So, and then you've got a Filipino guy, a Mark, someone, and you've got um, a Mexican as well. Yeah, so I guess champions. move on to world champion hopefully, and uh, I guess they could even meet with the belts. Um, Jordan Gill fighting the winner of Conlon Wood. That'd be cracking, wouldn't it? What a fight that'll be! Another British showdown or. British Irish, so it's crazy, isn't it? When you get to the top, there's no hiding. There is no, like you, you get some champions that can sort of cherry pick their way around, but you know, like that's it now. That's why they always say is when you make so when you're a challenger, the route. I don't want to say it's easier, but you're hungry. Like you got a goal to reach for. When you're a champion, what's the goal? You're just there to just defend your title, like and earn money. That's why you got to respect people like Canelo, people like Anthony Joshua, who's defended the title and kept trying to go for more and more. Um, two time two time time. we'll see if he's free time (laughs) yeah maybe 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 or if it happens obviously it happens yeah obviously you sick Joshua hopefully you know hopefully that fight happens because I'm sure we all want to see that Uh, and he was at the show on Saturday on Sunday yeah for the Akoli yeah Yeah, for the Akoli fight which was um, which is good to see him actually he looked um he looks serious. Like normally, he's like jokey, having a good time, but he looks serious. He's like, been locked away, isn't he? He's been locked away, and he wanted people to know that. You can see he wanted people to know that. Um, yeah. So no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Well, I'm gonna look forward to uh, see the changes in in his sort of in his uh, approach to the fight. Yeah. So who do you reckon Jordan Gill after this? I think there's a there's a few more levels. Before you get to world level, if he's facing one of the but champions. European, though, obviously. European, but, you know, it depends who he fought. I mean, I think there's two, give him two, three more fights before he fights for the world title. He's still young. He's 26, 27. He's, yeah, he's got a great coach as well. He's got um, David, David Co- Colwell. Uh, yeah, David Colwell, who's done and great. They, they've got sort of a father's, father-son relationship. Yeah, and Colwell won him the fight, really. He, he yeah. Well, just his corner advice in Gill's previous fights have been yeah. brilliant. There's, obviously, a lot of people get knocked for their corner advice. He's one of the people that actually, you know, you listen to it and you're like, wow, you know, he's, he's saying the right things. Like, even the fact that if Jordan Gill tried to box and move with no legs, he was going to get knocked out very quickly. Yeah, he told him to stay in that corner, yeah, didn't he? Stay in that corner and time it, time it. Mm. And what did he do? He got the win. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so great got, advice. Overall, on the performance on Saturday and Sunday, what did you think of the boxing? It, it was terrible, to be honest. It, mm. For a weekend of boxing, you know, I had a... 
had the missus and her family watching it on Saturday night. I apologised. Because <laughs> it was it was frustrating to watch some of the fights. Mm. Um, this, the, the standard of boxing wasn't there, really. Um, compared to, obviously, you know some of the last few weeks that we've had, it's, it's been so exciting. Uh, it's just a shame. It's a shame. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I was disappointed. I think Lawrence Acoli, you know, if he's trying to sell tickets or do whatever, I know he's world champion, but it's boring to watch. And there's, we haven't got many world champions left. And if, you, if you've got to watch him, it's, it's painful. So I really hope the McGuigans say to him, look, stop putting people to sleep. You know, when I go to sleep tonight and I put that on, I'm going to have the best night's sleep ever. <laughs> but um, it's, it, in my opinion, it wasn't the best. Okay. It wasn't the best. Yeah, you know, I, I was overall, I think there should be more weekends like it though. Boxing on Saturday, boxing on Sunday. How good was that? Like our weekend sorted... Just watching the boxing. But if it's that standard and you're seeing a robbery happen... Yeah, the, the, boxer, boxer sh- the boxer show should have been better. I mean, when you look at the standard of the two cards, so it shows you how much experience Eddie Hearn's got. If you see his card, he had um, Fowler and on, a, on the undercard. He's main inventor just from a fight before. He got Jordan Gill as a co-main event in a European title. He had uh, John Taylor. Hedges. No, I'm saying on that card on oh, Saturday. Okay, yeah, yeah. On Sunday, he... Um, you had Yafai on, on the card as well you see the depth of card he had on that card compared to what Boxer had so it shows you they're still quite a far way from reaching that that uh, that level but he's quite inexperienced um, Ben Ben Shalon yeah I like what they're doing there I like yeah the, the, sh- the production that- was really good on, on when I went to the Calm Brook fight uh, really good so yeah seems doing good and obviously, you can't blame the promoter for how the fights turn out. You can't, like, but you can do better card. You can do better undercards. Yeah. And ben, Both was shows. Good. ben was good with the decision with Taylor. He was appalled, and he said he he wants to do everything he can because last thing he wants is the boxer shows to have the same problems that you see at other boxing events. Yeah, he he did say like he, he. I remember after the fight, he was like, I you know I've seen this stuff on TV, and I was like the the promoters must have something to do with it. Don't but then him on that side, he's like. Do you know what? It's it's just wrong, and I had nothing to do with that result. So yeah, respect to him. He could have just kept his mouth shut. Yeah, but he didn't. So. He didn't. He spoke out against it. So yeah, we'll we'll see what that holds. I don't think it's the end of that story. Though I think there's more in the Taylor Catchell. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more investigation into it, and so rightfully there should be. Nice. So let's uh, let's stop talking about all the boxing. Let's yeah, just talk on, about ourselves for a bit. Yeah. Um, what do you want to know? So we've obviously, we've got a packed out week this month. Uh, sorry, packed out month. Yep. And this week we've got Shaq, um, SAS Who Dares Wins contestant, sports psychologist. Looking forward to meeting her, yep. Yeah, that's going to be brilliant. Uh, we've got the Rumbles gym. We're going down end of March. Uh, we'll be doing some filming with Billy Rumble. Uh, so that's going to be good. And going on from that, what training have you been doing personally? And uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about training. What have you been up to? Training-wise, I'm just slowly getting back into my training. Um, I'm, I'm always doing a little bit, but I'm trying to be more consistent with it. I think that's the key, is that as I'm, as I'm learning more about training, I'm, I'm learning that consistency is a key. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I'm training at least once or twice a day now, trying to get it out, and I feel a lot better for it mentally and physically. Nice, nice. Um, I've got a few little injuries at the moment, but they'll be over soon. You hurt your toenail, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Was it your little killing finger? me, mate. Yeah, I pulled finger. out last week of a fight because of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out for the year. Um, <laughs> but um, no, yeah. So obviously we got Billy Rumble that's going to be coaching us, and you want to go there fairly fit. Um, yes, just so you can at least yeah. learn some bits. We'll get some film going. Amazing. Um, Don't embarrass myself over there, especially. 
uh, yeah. So it should be interesting. I'm excited to learn. He's a great coach, you know. Yeah. He's, seeing what he's done, uh, I see a video he posted yesterday, just of how uh, they were rocking backwards and forwards, and then they were slipping to punches, and it was just taking it in turn with a couple of his pro fighters, and it was so nice to watch because it was mm. just very smooth, basic technique drills. So I'm hoping that we have a bit of that. Yeah, I think but I, I like Billy Rumble because he's he's quite humble. He seems like someone who's willing to learn on his trade. He's quite young, as a coach, uh, so he seems yeah he seems eager to learn. And what I like is he's eager to pass on experience as well, yeah. which I'm so looking forward to going there. Not just learning what you know, learning a different style of boxing. Every coach has a different, different style of coaching, and I think that's what we're going to try and bring out here. Yeah, and I'm excited as well to get him on the podcast because he's 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 him very, and his dad. Yeah, yeah, him and his dad. Yeah. So um, having them after all the filming, that's that's going to be just to hear their their views on everything going on. Um, I like to I like to listen to people that aren't paid by Sky or Matchroom or whatever. They've just got their honest opinion on what they know about boxing. It, well, to be fair, I've got a question on his knowledge on boxing. He thought Taylor won the fight. Uh, no, he said he thought it was a draw. No, he said uh, I put a post. He said Taylor won the fight by two rounds. Ah, did he? Yeah, but I saw that, and I I don't want to comment on it afterwards, but. It would be good to know why he thought that and he yeah. can explain himself on it because, again, you know, like with the close rounds and stuff, it would be good to hear his Someone view. else's opinion. He said he turned the commentary off uh, and he saw it a different way. That's Fair good. And the amount of people that listen to the commentary and have their views swayed by it, mm. you know, it happens all the time. Like even when, um, who, who did Anthony Josh and AJ box, uh, the small heavyweight, Takam? Carlos Takam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takam yeah. was roughing him Cardiff, up. Yeah. You know, he was out boxing him, winning rounds. Broke his nose. Yeah. With his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they, they, uh, the commentary were like, Andy Joshua's doing amazing. And I remember, like, that fight, like, if I just wish they had the commentary off. I was out watching it out. But if I was at home, I would have had the commentary off and I would have been cheering Takam for that because hmm. he did brilliantly as an underdog. But are you a Joshua hater? I love AJ. Yeah, but I love AJ. I hate seeing... Why, why lie? Why deceive people of what's going on? How can you watch a fight and then just say commentary of the complete other way? Like, how can the, you? Dis- they have favoritism as well, don't they? <sighs> the deception. The- it, all yeah. of the pundits. They've all got their narrative, and it's so annoying. Mm. It's like I don't know. It's again like this weekend. Like you said, they should have it every week. You know, boxing shows Saturday and Sunday. They should do. They I should. Think the way boxing's going, the ha- the amount of money going into boxing, investment going into boxing. You see the profile of boxers being expanded see like Wasserman are getting involved in boxing um now boxer all these companies see boxing as the next growing booming thing you go out to dubai they've got all these boxing shows going on so boxing's booming at the moment Uh, and i don't see why not like there'll be more shows on every week i think what's going to happen is um there'll be they've tested this sunday show but there will be clashes eventually of the sky sports and the daz and all these other shows going on it'd be interesting to see how it competes also on the next front sorry to go off topic is um we've just seen the tyson fury press conference it didn't happen it, it happened but dylan white didn't turn up so it sort of didn't happen then did it, it sort of did, well yeah. tyson fury just talking about himself like he does yeah, yeah. Uh, might as well really just tuned into his instagram yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably selling his uh, clothes and his drinks or whatever but but good mind games from white obviously fury Do you think or, so? well yeah of course not turning up so. in that like Imagine he's getting under Fury's skin right now because he doesn't even want to give him the opportunity. I think he's getting under Frank Warren's skin more than anything. Frank Warren was seemed like yeah. peeved. A lot of him. people are annoyed because um, I saw, what's his name, that guy on Instagram, Johnny Rashman, you know, that fellow, he owns the Fight Club page. No. 
Oh, and but anyway, he posted saying if every, Johnny Rashman, sorry, yeah, yes, yeah, sorry, yes. Said, if any pro, if every pro fighter did that and didn't turn up to the press conference, he said there wouldn't be any professional boxing, which is true. Mm. But I, I don't know. It's it's at Wembley as well. Yeah. So they got a hundred thousand tickets to try and sell. That's gonna be nuts. And with him not turning up, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, I was, I'm not intrigued. Like, when was the last time Fury boxed in England? Four years ago. Four years. Yeah, he boxed. Um, he boxed really bad against someone over here. And then, yeah, he went a t- 10-round snooze fest. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was Tyson Fury fight. And then, <laughs> obviously, he got a lot more excited against Wilder. But, yeah. People always good. forget the old Tyson Fury, though, don't they? Yeah. Even how he beat Klitschko. Like, people always, like, everyone knows Fury now for what he's done with Wilder. Mm. But there's only real boxing fans that saw him before. And, yeah, it's, uh, you know, he's had a lot of, a lot of snooze fests. A he's lot. Had, yeah, he's had, but he's had tough fights as well. Like yeah, you see that, like the D- McDermott fight. Do you remember that fight? Yeah, yeah. That was really close, but sh- that was a learning and learning fight for him. The first D- Chisora fight, mate, that was close as well. So he's had these learning curve fights. Which Do you think Dillian White's got a chance? Yes. Yes. Styles make fights, and yeah, the more I'm never write off Dillian White. White. Never. You can. Some of the results that you've seen previously. Never fight, and if you look at Tyson Fury, never take away from his Klitschko win, mate. You scored Klitschko, never take in his away. Backyard. Yep, never t- even Deontay Wilder in his backyard. Backyard yep. three times, <laughs> three times. Um, so you can never take anything away. But I'm, I'm just intrigued to see, you know, Dillian White. He's hungry. He's been waiting four years for this opportunity. So 2017, I think. Well, he's been mandatory for over a, a thousand days. So yeah. that's over three years. Yeah. So I, I think someone said since 2017. So he's waited a long time for his opportunity. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what he's got in in stock. But I, I'll never wait off Dillian White. All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much all for listening. Please like, share, subscribe. And also our thoughts with all of Ukraine and Eastern Europe in these tough times. Um, I hope it doesn't escalate anymore. And please stay safe.